0: Hello and welcome back to the Luther Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Askins. Here on the Luther Witness Podcast, we read for you the articles published for you on the Lutheran Witness website. That is witness.lcms.org. So head on over there, find your articles, uh, listen to them, read them, whatever you need to do. Before we dive into today's article, we want to give a huge shout out to our podcast partners, KFUO.org, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, KFUO.org. Head on over there and see the wonderful work that they're doing there. We thank them for their support of the Lutheran Witness podcast. We also want to encourage you, if you have a moment, head over to uh, cph.org slash witness. Subscribe to the Lutheran Witness there. Uh, Get all sorts of wonderful articles and content in a paper magazine that you can hold in your hands and read to your heart's delight cph.org slash witness to subscribe. Finally, our article for today is written by Rachel Baumberger, uh, and it is In Light of the Annunciation on March 25th. The title of the article is A Mother's Perspective on the Annunciation.
1: Did Mary Have Morning Sickness? A Mother's Perspective on the Annunciation by Rachel Baumberger. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Luke 1.38 I was a lowly twenty-three-year-old graduate student when I found out I was expecting my first child. My husband was months away from entering seminary. We were young, dumb, barely making ends meet week to week. I sometimes joke now that our beautiful eldest daughter was born about two years premature, but I didn't laugh then. Standing in the tiny bathroom of our 600-square-foot rental, I cried. It was all so much, so fast. How can this be, I thought, already a hormone-drenched mess of emotions. How can God possibly think that we're ready for this? My husband smiling broadly, held me until the sobs subsided, and together we began making plans to welcome our little one. And then, the next day, I got up, drove to campus, attended class, graded papers, went shopping, made dinner, watched TV, tidied up, did my homework, and went to bed, just like always. Inside, everything had changed. Outside, Nothing had. A miracle was happening, and nobody knew it but my husband and me. Greetings, O favored one. I can't help recalling those surreal early days of pregnancy whenever I read the text from Luke 1 that corresponds to the Feast of the Annunciation on March 25th. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Luke 1, verse 26 through 28. I wonder what was going through Mary's mind while the angel spoke to her. She was troubled, yes, and humbly receptive to the word. But did she smile? Did she cry? Was she overwhelmed and terrified by what lay ahead? Overjoyed to bring new life, and what life, into the world? A little relieved, perhaps, to have a little time alone with her secret before her belly would blossom and reveal her condition to all around her? I wonder, too, what life was like for her just after the angel departed. The truth of what had just happened, the eternal Son of God becoming incarnate as a human embryo, would one day turn the world upside down. But not now. Not yet. In that moment, no one else on earth yet knew what was happening. Even her fiance was entirely in the dark. In heaven? The news was no doubt ringing off the walls. It's go time! The Son of Man has descended! The Lord is working salvation with his mighty arm! But on earth things were whisper quiet. Until John, that great prenatal prophet, bore witness to Christ's presence with his intrauterine acrobatics, no one knew but Mary herself. She rose and slept, ate and drank, worked and rested, then arose and went with haste into the hill country to see her cousin, Luke one thirty nine, all while the Savior of the universe grew silently within her. Pondering Mary's pregnancy makes me think back on my own and wonder, did Mary have morning sickness? Ligament pain? Fatigue? Did she wake up one day and notice that everything tasted strangely like metal? Did her back ache? Did her feet swell? Did her gums bleed? Did she ever muse, as so many of us have, about whether her baby was currently closer to the size of a kumquat or a fig? Though scripture does not say so, I like to think she experienced all these familiar hallmarks of pregnancy and more. Why wouldn't she? She was the fully human mother of a fully human baby— Like every other child of Adam and Eve, like Mary, like Joseph, like you, like me, our blessed Lord and Savior can sing with full voice the words of Psalm 139. For you formed me, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them the days that were formed from me, when as yet there was none of them. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. We confess this truth boldly in our creeds. I believe In one Lord Jesus Christ, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. Celebrating God with us. From the moment the angel spoke the word and Mary received it, Christ was made man. From the Annunciation onward, God with us has been with us. Given all this, I sometimes wonder why the Feast of the Annunciation doesn't get any more attention on our church calendars. Could our relative disinterest in the Annunciation be part of a larger, lingering backlash against the veneration of Mary in the Roman Catholic Church? Could it be that the noise of Christmas, with all those holly-jolly carols and ringing sleigh bells, has drowned out every other commemoration of Christ's incarnation? Is it that we don't take seriously enough the prenatal life of the Savior? Surely not. Medieval Christians, who generally believed that life did not begin until a baby's quickening, or when the first kicks are felt around five months, they placed such a heavy emphasis on the Annunciation that in many parts of Europe, New Year's Day was celebrated annually on March 25th. Certainly, with our advanced understanding of prenatal science, we have no less cause to be enthusiastic than they were. Could it simply be that the Annunciation falls smack dab in the middle of Lent, when our faces are firmly set toward Jerusalem, not Nazareth? Whatever the reason, there's no denying that we don't tend to make much of the Annunciation. Perhaps, though, as pro-life, creed-confessing Lutherans, we should. My life as a mother began not in a delivery room, but in a bathroom. Mary's life as a mother began not in Bethlehem, but in Nazareth. It was there that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There that Jesus' long road to the cross began. That surely is worth commemorating.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and this article written and read for you by the author, Rachel Bomberger, Did Mary Have Morning Sickness? If you have any questions or would like to hear any other content, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can contact me at roy.askins at lcms.org. You can also reach out to me as the editor on our website, witness.lcms.org. Thank you for taking the time to listen and to learn how to have and how to look at the world from a Lutheran perspective.